no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we recap the Bears' Week 15 defeat to the Philadelphia Eagles and much, much more. A-Dub, I almost got you on that one, man. I'm telling you, the <laughs> Bears almost pulled it off, baby. Yeah, man. It was a very good game, so I got to salute the Bears for coming out and ready to play. And you know we don't do moral victories on this show, audience, but however, I mean... As a fan of this team in the future, you know, as we see it here in Chicago with Justin Fields, our quarterback, that game had to feel good to you. I mean, it gave you a glimpse of the future. The Eagles are a top team in the NFC. And like I said, we almost pulled that thing off. Now, moral victories aside, I was just happy just to see our team hanging there with all those injuries that happened, man. When Seven Jenkins went down early on in that game with the neck injury, A-Dub, I didn't yeah. know what was going on. It just didn't look good. I was glad to know that he's doing much better. And hopefully we see him out there soon. Jack Sanborn out for the season. We saw that he went down in that ball game with an ankle injury. Tough loss. That kid was really starting to come into his own. But, hey, he, he might have done enough on tape for the team to give him a really good look there for next season, bro. Oh, they have to. You're right about the tape. The tape looks really good for Sanborn. That's what I'm looking forward to, to see him get out another opportunity. Yeah, I think he's definitely earned it, and we'll definitely see what happens there. Jalen Johnson, who I thought battled all day long against A.J. Brown. I know A.J. put up some numbers. But A.J. Brown is a Pro Bowl receiver. You know what I'm saying? But Jalen Brown, I mean, Jalen Johnson in that matchup, A-Dub, them two was battling. And if anybody that listens to this show that played football, that can appreciate just position battles and guys that's competing at the highest levels, watch that game again. A-Dub, I rewatched the game twice, and I was just, like, focusing in on that matchup, just seeing those two going at it, jawing at each other, the, the infighting. I'm like, man, this is this is awesome. I'm like, if I was a coach, I'd be showing that to my DBs, and I'd be showing that to my wide receivers. I'm like, that is football at its, high level, at its highest level. Seeing those two battle with Alvarez, I was excited. I was happy for Jalen Johnson. I said, this is how you battle some of these top receivers. And he gave it a go. He was out there making plays. I understand he lost a few battles, but that is what you want to see. Two great players go at it. And they put on a good show for us who were watching the game. And to that point, I mean, you know when you're defensive back in the NFL, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, unfortunately, right? And he did, right. you know, as you called out, A-Dub. But I'm telling you, Jalen Johnson, I was really proud of the effort. He left the game early, banged up his ribs. Not sure if he's going to play against the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be tough because that Buffalo Bills offense and artists will get into that on our preview pod. But that's a whew, that's an offense right there. Man, if we can get Jalen back for that one, it'd be great. We damn sure can use it for that type of game. But no, A-Dub, I mean, like I said, man, audience, you guys heard us on the last episode. We talked very highly on how we thought that Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts aren't that far apart as far as quarterback play. Jalen Hurts had a pretty solid game. But when I look at that matchup, when I look at it on film, and what Justin Fields is able to do out there on the field with the weapons that he has to throw to, and when I use that term weapons with air quotes, Chase Claypool, A-Dub, <laughs> didn't play. 
Same nope. thing with Neil Keir, Harry. And these were two guys that you and I were hoping that were going to take that next step up coming out of the bye week. Yeah, I was hoping so, Perez. But the fact that he did not play, that sucks for the Bears. And you think about Nikhil Harry, it's like, man, if you're not out there playing, your days can be numbered with the Chicago Bears. This is a chance for Nikhil Harry, A-Dub, to get back on the NFL map. This is a chance for him to be able to seize an opportunity. The Bears were giving yeah. him a prime opportunity. He got injured, had to have surgery, and he's been dealing with the back injury. Just a tough situation for Nikhil Harry. We'll see what happens with him. Now, when it comes to a Chase Claypool, you give up that draft capital. It hasn't been what we've been expecting. But with that knee injury that he suffered, I guess I'm not surprised that he didn't play. We'll see what happens here on Saturday when it comes to the Bills game. Um, yes. Now, Velas Jones, I mean, I I don't like picking on rookies, man, but it's looking more and more like I believed in the hype when I was out here calling him Debo Light because, man, ain't nothing been Debo about the way Velas Jones been out there playing, fumbling the football, muffing punts early in the season. You could tell Matt Eberfuss is over with him with that shit. He's like, I don't like this shit. And well, guess what, Matt? Neither do we. Neither do we. I hate that shit. Hold on to the goddamn football, Bellas. Bellas is scary. Yeah. <laughs> because you look at him, Perez, and you see a, a loads of talent. Third round draft pick, 25-year-old rookie. I've said it earlier in the season, jokingly, but he's too old to be fumbling the football. You're 25 yeah. years old, man. Hold on to that goddamn football. I mean, when you're in traffic, everybody knows this. You wrap up that football. You make sure you're keeping that thing safe because in that moment of the ball game, the Bears' defense just forced a three and out on the Eagles. That's not right. easy to do against that offense. You had Justin Fields in that offense with an opportunity to take the lead or come within a point of taking the lead, and then Vellis coughs up the football. That's the tough. That's a tough play because that, to me, a dub is unfair to that defense. That defense played his ass off. He did. Defense played very well, and when you look at the replay and see how he fumbled Perez. It wasn't like he took a big, crazy hit. It seemed like the ball was coming out when Reddick came by him and tried to wrap him up a little bit. He didn't do too much for the ball to come out. So to your point, he has to hold on to that ball and seal it in once he's making some contact because it didn't take much to fumble that football. Right? And this is the thing, too. With all of those top targets that are out, you had St. Brown out, Chase Claypool out, Nikhil Harry out, we all, we all know about Darnell Mooney being out. Right. This was an opportunity for Vellis to show this coaching staff, like, hey, you can count on me. But no, we can't, man, because you, you're coughing up the football. And, I mean, there's no good time to cough up the football, but especially right. a situation like that where they have momentum on their side, well, that was demoralizing. That crowd, when that thing happened, I'm like, man. It was, it was, just that, it was that same old story. Like, all right, we got our hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> and the CM fumble press, it's like not again, man. And you're right. He had an opportunity to seize the moment, and he failed in this situation. Now, he failed horribly. And uh, I'm just hoping that we get all those other people back. Vellas, I think he just needs to sit and just watch and, and, and see what's going on with these other guys. I don't want to see him out there on the field right now. Just – it's it's just that play right there it really pissed me off. I'm not going to go after him on the show, but all this, you guys already know what I'm feeling. I just think that when you have guys like you think of his rookie class, Jack Sanborn, undrafted fucking free agent, who am I paying? I said it to you guys before. You can go back in our archives. 
we did our draft recap episode, I said I was surprised the kid didn't get drafted. Look at how he took advantage of his opportunity, A-Dub. You have Vela Jones that came here as a decorated third-round draft choice. Right. Has not taken advantage of that opportunity. It's tough to see that, man. It's really tough to see that. It is, Perez. And you remember that movie, The Program, right, with Omar Epps, and it was the halfback, and he was yeah. from the football. They made him carry the football around and told him that if anybody else get it, it was going to be problems. Yes, well, Baylor's need to carry that football around him at all times. He needs to spend some time around Charles Peanut Tillman. That's what he needs to do. He needs to spend some time around Peanut. This Peanut is all day long just punching after that goddamn football. <laughs> That's what he needs in his life. He needs a Peanut Tillman following him around. Yep. The kid fumbles the ball way too much, and it's unacceptable. But Justin Fields, a dog. Because like I said, man, we all saw that he broke another Bears record, went over 1,000 yards rushing, right? He's on the clips of Lamar Jackson's NFL record for a quarterback rushing yard. But I want to just get sure that he's on the clips. I mean, he's on the heels of Lamar Jackson as far as his NFL rushing yards record. But, Ada, just overall, just give me your thoughts on Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts because we we hyped it up in the, in the in our preview pod. But what, what were your thoughts after the words? Uh, what were your thoughts after seeing these two go head up? I thought that Justin Fields proved to me, Perez, that he's slightly better than Hurts. I think Hurts is a phenomenal quarterback. I really believe that Justin Fields proved to me that, hey, he is slightly better than him. I mean, the passes that Justin Fields was throwing out there, Perez, the way he was breaking tackles. I mean, you remember, he gives us something special every game, Perez. Every game, you're getting used to Justin Fields doing something special. I like Hurts. I thought he'd done a fantastic job. But just seeing how Justin Fields, without any weapons, Perez, other than Montgomery, what he was able to do with the football. And that just shows you that, hey, this kid, like you always say, get the weapons. Man, he can do amazing things. And you saw the difference between the Bears' offensive line versus Hurts' offensive line, right? It's a big difference right there. And I think Hurts had an advantage based upon what was surrounded by him over Justin Fields. But Justin Fields showed me what kind of player he truly is, man. And we got a franchise quarterback, as you always say, Perez. I enjoyed it. Good battle. I just think Fields, again, slightly better. So, and as far as the win column, Hurts got the advantage on Justin Fields because we know at the end of the day, it's all about wins. Yep. And now why I think the Justin Fields is a superior talent where it matters, Justin Fields and that Bears team did not get it done. I True. mean, we're a 3-11 ball club, man. And to be honest with you, A-Dub, seven straight losses, it's tough. It's tough as a, as a diehard fan to see our team in this position. I didn't even see this. I thought we were at least going to win seven games this season. Me too. Yeah, I, I had no idea it was going to be like this. Now – we can all talk about the positives like we have been with the draft pick. We're looking at a number two pick as of right now. We can talk about the cap space. But at the end of the day, none of that shit means anything unless we put some things around Justin Fields. I mean, even in this game against the Eagles, A-Dub, like you said, no weapons. We saw players dropping like flies. Every two seconds, somebody was hurt. Yep. I'm like, fuck. What the hell is going on out here? <laughs> right. And then Justin Fields got sacked six times, continuing to be sacked. Alex Leatherwood over at right tackle was getting beat by Reddick every time the ball was getting snapped. And when I look at a guy like Leatherwood, who I wanted to see get more reps, I'm wondering if they may need to give Leatherwood the Teva Jenkins treatment and kick him in the guard. 
maybe guard might be a better spot for him because I did not like what I saw from him in that game against the Eagles defense. Man, Reddick ran through him. I mean, I saw two plays back-to-back where Leatherwood gave up something to Reddick. One was a sack, and the other one you saw Reddick applying the pressure. And I'm like, Leatherwood, you cannot hold your own ground. And so you're right. Maybe a position change may work for him. But in that particular game, I kind of felt bad for Leatherwood because he was a guy that you and I both said we wanted to see more of, and we didn't get what we were looking for out of him in this game. No, but and that's why I... I... That's why I pretty much posed that question to the audience. It was more of a rhetorical question of like, hey, should we look at him at guard? Cody Whitehair did not have a good game. And nope. I kind of feel like Cody Whitehair might need to just get cut from his ball club because right now when I look at this offensive line, Tevin Jenkins is the only guy on that offensive line that I have trust in. He was the only one that was playing at a high level all season long. And honestly, I think he's like a pro bowler, you know, at least like on the cusp of being a pro bowler potentially. But yeah, when, when you lose him, from that game, that offensive line just had a different look and feel to it. And like I said, Cody Whitehair is supposed to be the leader of that of that unit, and he had an awful game. Yeah, Justin Fields Whitehead. deserves and Justin Fields deserves better than this shit, man. We 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 talk about the elite talent, the fact that he's running for over a thousand yards, but he has to do that. See, there's people out here just like slamming this kid and saying, "Oh, well, he's a running quarterback first. He just runs around." But like we, you know, you and I always say on this show. You got to look at the film. You got to see why it is that Justin is using the legs as much as he is. And you right. know that it's not sustainable. Justin's not going to be able to play like this for two years down the road, three years down no, the road. No. This is cool now. But we have to get this shit under control because you can't have Justin Fields doing this. I'm sorry. His primary function is to lead this team and to throw the fucking football. The legs are supposed to be an additional weapon. They've been the main weapon out of right. necessity. Right. And this is outside of design runs we're talking about, Perez. He's back there looking to make a pass. The pressure comes at him. He got to run. What can he do? He can't stay yeah. in the pocket. What you he want to do? Go. Right. What you want to do? <laughs> exactly. He got to run. But to your other point, Perez, when you say this is not going to be sustainable, bro, you're correct because you saw him get banged up in the game, right? You have to come out for a player. So um, let Peterman come in. And that's because of all that running he's been doing. He got hit a little bit. Those hits add up, man. And Say he caught cramps, whatever you want, how you want to see it. The thing is, the guy's taking too much, man, with his legs. And it, it, it's coming back to hurt him a little bit because he's doing too much, too much trying to escape traffic, doing too much running. And is that because he's not getting enough protection? And those hits, again, going to continue to add up on adjusted fields. Two years from now, if he's doing his prayers, the guy won't last long. No, you, you definitely, I, I don't think it's sustainable even after this season. I, I would love to see them get to a situation that, fine, you want to have some desired runs maybe within the red zone or whatever. Right. Fine. But I don't want Justin Fields having 15, 20 carries every game. Like, that's – it's insane how much they're utilizing him in that in that situation. Now, to the point that you were making about him with the cramps, he mentioned that he's generally been getting IVs before the games. He didn't get an IV in this game. That's why he cramped up. So when he left to go to the locker room, he went to get an IV, and he said that he was good to go. But to that point, though, I'm just tired of seeing our quarterback getting sacked. I'm tired of seeing him pretty much working himself to death out there. I mean, yeah. if we didn't have number one back there on offense, we'd be in a lot of fucking trouble. And to your point, Perez, he has to do everything. He has to disguise all the problems for the Bears. And that is too much of disguising that he has to overcome. And he can't sustain that in the long run. No, nah, man. But two, two, some things that really are awesome when you think about it. 
with him passing a thousand rushing yards as a quarterback, Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson are the only quarterbacks that have ever done something like that. I mentioned Ooh. he broke a Chicago Bears team record. He broke Bobby Douglas's record. Justin Fields continues. Every week I talk about it. He's breaking some sort of team record. He's making some sort of NFL record. And he's on the heels of Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned earlier. And they asked Justin about it. And Justin's like, yeah, I know I'm only about a couple hundred yards away. He said, that's like 70 yards a game. He said, we'll see what we can do. You know he's going <laughs> to try to go break that record. Oh, absolutely, man. Justin Fields is a competitor. And uh, he's on a battle, man. He's out there looking to do phenomenal things. And this is the season where he's been able to do some great things for the Bears. And and it actually occurred with them having a late start for his, you know, the first few games or so wasn't so good, but it just shows you what kind of player he is and how he has turned things up. Oh, man, he's definitely turned things up. I mean, just a hell of a player, but one tough fucking dude, man. He's tough. Yeah. And that's the shit right there, man. He He's earned the respect of that locker room, bro. I mean, just competitor. You know, there was a lot of us that wanted Justin Fields to be put on the shelf for the season. Man, Justin was like, fuck that shit, I'm playing. <laughs> but that just goes to show you that the guy's a gamer. And looking back on it, he needed the reps. And I'm okay with him getting those extra reps because next season, I want him to be good to go. And I feel like this is valuable experience that he's getting. Going up against a team like the Eagles. Going up against a team like the Buffalo Bills next week. Or going up against the Buffalo Bills this weekend. These are reps that are important. Going up against top teams. The challenge of going up against a Josh Allen and that offense for the Bills. Absolutely. You can't replicate that type of shit by just sitting on the sideline watching. Like you said, gets the Bills, Cowboys, Eagles. I mean, these are some tough teams that just the Fields have gone up against. So he getting some good learning in and realizing what it takes to get to that next level. So, Adam, I got I to gotta switch gears a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on the offensive game plan. What do you think went well? What did you like? Talk to him, son. Offensive game plan, I thought it went well. For the most part, I thought letting Justin Fields a little bit loose to do his thing. I thought um, Luke let Justin Fields make some throws. As you can see with Justin Fields, he was able to get players involved. It's just that on some of those passing plays, it was just a little tough because he started to get sacked a little bit too much that stopped some of these drives. But overall, I thought Justin Fields made some very good plays for us, and he's taking his time. Uh, he was out there, you know, really just trying to, again, move the needle. And without having the weapons that he needed to do so, I thought he took a done a good job out there on the field. And I thought the offense did as best they can with the limited guys they had out there. That first offensive drive, that thing was a nightmare. I mean, between the penalties to Tevin Jenkins and Equinemia St. Brown going yep. down with injuries. And that is why I was mentioning in the, in the open about Justin Fields, because he saved us like he, he has throughout this whole season, bro. Because, man, if it weren't for him, I mean, it's 3-11. and 11. I mean, it don't sit well with me, A-Dub. But this is the, the least pissed off I've been about a 3-11 and 11 ball club, and it's because of Justin. That insane 39-yard run, which I didn't even see he stepped out. I thought he got in there, A-Dub. I'm out there me going too? crazy. <laughs> I'm out there going crazy, running up the damn aisles and shit, fucking hugging and slapping high-fives of people. And they're like, oh, we think he stepped out. I'm like, what? When did he step out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, dude, that run was incredible. It was insane. And those are the type of plays where you have a guy like that that he can make those type of plays. Right. Man, that takes your offense to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And even in this ball game, you saw David Montgomery, bro, running that ball Woo! with authority. And a it, lot of people don't even note the fact that 
the Bears led this game. They did. And at halftime, they were only down 10-6. That's a credit to that defense. And I thought also Justin Fields and what he was able to do with his legs, what he was able to do to escape the pressure when he wasn't getting sacked, what David right. Montgomery was able to do running that football. Right. And like you said, A-Dub, from a passive standpoint, it was okay for Justin. Yeah, But that's to be expected. Who was he throwing the football to? <laughs> right. I'm not trying to take shots at folks, but, I mean, come on, let's be honest here. <laughs> the cupboard's fucking is bare. Throwing the Pettis, St. Brown hurt. They got Valis out there. Ah, it's tough. <laughs> oh, don't forget about your boy Pringle. He's Pringle, out yep. there. Pringle's out there. He had Pringle for a touchdown, though. But to your point, it wasn't enough, really, for Justin Fields to have as far as having players who are not playing like a Money Moon. And, right, it's not enough when you don't have Money Moon out there. Playing just makes it even tougher, man. So when you limit it at the wide receiver spot with people being out, it's just tough on Justin Fields to try to make something happen with the players he currently have who are ready to play. And it just shows you what kind of game, what kind of player Justin Fields is and how he was able to make some things happen, even with those limited weapons. Yeah, and also, too, with the inefficiency of the offensive line. As I mentioned earlier, Alex mm. Leatherwood, Cody Whitehair, they just did not get the job done. The majority of the sacks that were given up were given up because of those two players right there. First part. Another thing, and I brought this up as one of my keys to victory. The Philadelphia Eagles offense does not turn over the football. What did the Bears defense do in this ballgame, A-Dub? They forced turnovers. They did. I said if you force turnovers against the Eagles, you give yourself an opportunity to win the ball game. The offense did not, the offense did not capitalize those forced turnovers by the defense. And that's another reason why I'm giving the Bears defense some kudos because, bro, they did what a lot of people didn't expect them to do. I agree, Press. The defense got interceptions, the one by Gordon the one by um, Houston Carson, those some great plays by the secondary. And to force Hurts into making those mistakes, you got to give Allen Williams and his defense a lot of credit. No, two of those things led into punts. The other one, um, I believe it was when Kyler Gordon recovered that fumble down in the red zone, David Montgomery ran it in, and that was another sign where I was losing my fucking shit. I <laughs> Montgomery, as you guys already know. Even though Khalil Herbert's on the way back, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we we got that news. I just can't wait to see both of them out there fucking just running that football. And I hope they run the football down the Buffalo Bills throw. I really do. But back to this, this game here. The offense, though. Left points on the field. They did. There's no reason when your defense is giving you the football, you give it right back. Just you can't have that. You really can't. And this is the tough part for us. I remember when Sweat hit him. Down the one third down. Well, you got a punt now. He gets hit again by Hargrove. Got a punt. It's over. So you're right. A lot of those drives got stopped because Justin Fields got sacked on those plays. And that's when you really call out the offensive line and say, hey, you have to be better and get Justin Fields just a little time to throw the football. Now, I will say defensively, it wasn't perfect. The Philadelphia Eagles did rack up a lot of yards they dug. They went yeah. for over 400. I don't know the exact amount because I don't do stats <laughs> on the show. Right. But I know it was a lot. <laughs> it was. <laughs> But like I said, though, this is not a really good Bears defensive unit. We already know the reasons behind that. No need for me to retrace that. But I thought that they did a really good job of holding a really good Eagles offense to only 25 points. Nobody yeah. gave the Bears that type of credit going into that matchup. 
And I'm telling you, they almost shocked the world. They almost did. You know what I'm saying? If the offense could have given us a little bit more, if Vellis Jones could have held on to the fucking football, there's no telling what could have happened in this ball game because we had a chance to win this game. And to your point, Chris, we're holding them to only 25 points. That touchdown in that first half that the Eagles got, right? That was that design run for Hurts, right? Yep. Up the middle where the middle was just wide open, right? I think Brisker ran a tough angle, right? Had he shot the other gap, he might would have tackled Hurts, and he probably got a field goal out of it versus the touchdown. I think that touchdown right there really hurt the Bears because they was playing exceptionally great defense in that first half. It's that one mistake right there that really cost them. Yeah, and like I said, Jalen Hurts doesn't turn over the football. He only had three picks going into the damn game all season. Right. And he had two against us. Yep. You know what I mean? The fumble that we forced on Mount Sanders. So, like, these are things that positively we can look at with this defense and say, hey, you know what? This is something that you can build off of. With Buffalo coming in here, hey, that should give you some confidence to know that you can hang in there with these top teams in the league. But another negative that I got to point out is because I have to do it. <laughs> we only got one sack on Jalen Hurts. Did not get a lot of pressure on him. And Joe Thomas was the one that had to get that sack. I thought Kyler Gordon has continued to shine. I mean, his performance in this in this game on Sunday, bro, I mean, he missed the last two games. We talked about it with the concussion. But I thought this was his best game as a pro. And if you're going to have your best game as a pro against one of the top offenses in the league, well, I'm going to salute you for that, my brother. Heck yeah, Perez. <laughs> Played extremely well. And we saw Gordon make progression. You see a lot of progress out of him week after week, Perez. And just seeing now that he's put it all together against one of the best teams in the NFL, that is a great sign. And I wish him much more success down the road. But if you talk about a Gord, you should feel pretty good about yourself right now of what you have done against the Eagles. Absolutely facts there, Dub. And <laughs> my last thing that I want to focus on, and I, and I talked about it a little earlier with Jalen Johnson. I thought that battle he had with A.J. Brown was awesome. But the other thing that I want to, to piggyback on when it comes to that is the fact that he traveled. I love the fact that they had Jalen Johnson following A.J. Brown. He didn't just stay on his side of the field. If A.J. Right. Brown went somewhere, Jalen Johnson was following him. I love that type of shit. That shows me competitive spirit. That shows me that Jalen Johnson asked for that assignment. He wanted to go head-to-head. -head. He wanted to go toe-to-toe -to -toe one of the best receivers in this league. That is the type of shit that gets me fired up as a fan of this goddamn team. When I see one of my top players showing you that he wants to be that guy, oh, that's an attitude right there. I played defensive back. You always want the fucking assignment. That's what they right. always say. You got the assignment today. Well, guess what? He had the assignment and he answered the bill. And I got to say, man, I am really happy for Jalen Johnson. I'm not going to lie because that kind of battle, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, man was great. I mean, those deflections, he knocked one out the end zone. That was to AJ. He was on him the whole time playing physical. Get more. I mean, he had about three pass deflections out there on, on Brown. And all you can ask for is your cornerback to give you a chance. And I thought a lot of those battles, he gave the Bears a good chance. No, he did. And like I said, man, I'm just... I'm just really excited for the future of this secondary. I mean, we've talked about it a couple times on this show, but the secondary has shown some promise. Get some pass rushers on this team, and let's fucking run this thing because, right. man, we got the talent there in that secondary for sure. And yep. offensively, 
Hey, there's a lot of things there that Ryan Pope, Ryan Pope's going to have his job ahead of him. I keep saying that shit, <laughs> but I want to keep just putting that shit out there in the universe. Ryan Pope, you got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of sleepless nights, sir. A lot of sleepless nights. And he's up in the booth probably thinking right now, Perez, like, what the hell I'm going to do to fix this offensive line? Of course, you know, I'm going to give him his credit. He has a plan, probably. I just hope he's able to execute it to the level that we all hope for. But you're right, Perez. He got his work cut out for him. And you hit a good point about the defensive side of it and on the offensive side of it. So we're really going to see how Ryan Post tackle this thing. Well, out of all the GMs in the city of Chicago, he's the only one that I got any faith in right now. So Ryan Post, <laughs> <laughs> good luck, brother. Good luck. You read about that. Now, special teams-wise in this ballgame, A-Dub, my goodness, man. It was uh, pretty disastrous. Pretty yeah. fucking disastrous. Now, one of the things that I've been really struggling with, and I'm glad we didn't record Sunday night after the game because I was pretty pissed off about it. Why the hell did we punt the ball from the 31-yard line? A 49-yard field goal attempt from Cairo Santos, which is well within his range. Why wouldn't we go for that as opposed to punting? I know that Matt Eberflus tried to explain his thinking behind it, saying that he was told that Cairo could only hit within a certain range or whatnot. But I thought that was a blunder. We punting from the fucking 31-yard line? What the fuck is that shit about? That pissed me off, A-Dub. You know what I'm saying? I'm quite sure it did, Perez. And, and I know sure. it was windy out there. Yeah, I felt it. I was yep. out there in the fucking stands. I felt the wind. <laughs> I saw the hawk. I felt the hawk. All that yeah. shit. But come on, man. This guy's a, a fucking NFL ball player. He should be able to go out there and bang out a 49-yard field goal. I was the dude, Mr. Pat. <laughs> as well so in a way i'm like i can understand where Ibrafus is going because santos doesn't seem like he has it right now and maybe because dub jinxed him that you always talk about perez but i'll tell you i didn't even have any confidence in him making that field goal to be totally honest with you perez I'd have rather that than a fucking punt from 31. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> now, now i know i know that he missed a, a point after touchdown pat yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry. That's one thing, which I'm not happy that he's been missing so many point after touchdowns. However, I would rather my Pro Bowl level caliber kicker kicks a 49-yard field goal. Now, I know even Fus is trying to tell us that he was told 45 yards and in. Right. Man, go out there and fucking make that fucking attempt. We just going to leave points on the fucking field like that? See, that pissed me off. It really did. Don't we recall him missing something like that before, Perez, like a 49ers, 49-yard field goal somewhere in that range where he missed that one after 40 yards? Within 40, he's been fantastic. Mm, I mean, I don't know. They're, 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 they're calling it the win. They're not saying nothing about Santos. They're, they're blaming it on the win. I just don't buy it. They're saying it was risky because of the windy conditions. You know, it is what it is. You know, he said it was just out of his range. Fine. But for me personally... I'd rather try to him out there than punting the football there. I just I just don't like leaving points on the field. I would at least give right. it a try. There's nothing wrong with it. You're a three and That's ten true. team at the time. What yeah. are you gonna lose? Like, what are we doing? I, I don't you, get that. That was puzzling. That was a puzzling decision making. And I thought, as far as coaching in this game, I thought that he and his staff did a really good job. I thought they had a good game plan. I thought they executed the game plan. It was just that decision making. It just kind of like was like ugh to me. But yeah, the fact that Matt Eberflus has this team competing and playing their ass off to this level, and they didn't get embarrassed by the Eagles, 
That says everything you want to about him and his staff because the effort's there, the resiliency is there from this team, and they're battling. These are top teams that we're talking about, and they're battling. Teams that have much better rosters than the Chicago Bears. Those are the things right there that give me, like, reasons for optimism. You know what I'm saying? It's not the moral victories. It's just the reason to feel very good about the future of this team. There's some players on this team where you feel very good about on that defense. And you already talked about the secondary, some of those players there, because they've done a good job at battling. And then you also see some some good on the offensive side of it as well. Exactly. And my last thing here, um, before we give out some game balls, is I'm thinking about the culture that Matt Eberflus and his staff have instilled here in this team. And it's been amazing. This team doesn't stop competing out there. And this just shows you why I think that the organization did a really good job of tabbing him as their guy, because this guy gets it. He's been reconnected with the alumni, bringing in former players. He understands that winning here in this city of Chicago is important. He's got this team playing their asses off. And like I said, as soon as he gets an adequate roster to coach, boy, the NFL, y'all better fucking watch out. Y'all better fucking watch out. <laughs> and I feel pretty good about Ryan Poles putting together a nice team, Perez, because we're heading in the right direction. All right, game balls, offense. What say you, A-Dub? Game ball on the offense. I was impressed with Justin Fields. I got to go with him. I know I picked Justin Fields before. I like the way he performed in this game. I mean, the, the guy took some hits and still bounced back from him. And when you can bounce back from hits to help this team continue to battle it out against the Eagles, you got my praise. And a lot of what he did very well in praise was throwing the football. I mean, you didn't catch Justin Fields out there throwing interceptions. So for me, he was very accurate with his throws for the most part, Perez except one series, but overall, he played a very good football game. Well, so you're not going to get any arguments from me on that because when I look at Justin Fields, it ain't just this game. This guy's impressed me all season. He's that guy. And anybody out there that questions whether or not Justin Fields is an NFL caliber quarterback, then you need to get your fucking eyes fixed. You need to learn football because this guy has it. And I'm not going to go into all the details about the sporting cast that we've already talked about in this show. We don't repeat takes on here. But all I'm going to say to you guys is this. There's no denying that the Bears have found their guy. This is a great game ball recipient. And I got no problem if you repeat a game ball recipient from another week. It don't matter. Justin Fields is that guy. And nobody's going to apologize for giving him a game ball. He deserved that shit. Definitely deserved it. I'm giving mine to Montgomery. Okay. <laughs> Like I said, man, the Bears are down the top four receivers on offense. Everybody in that stadium, everybody on the Philadelphia Eagles side, they knew there was going to be a heavy dose of David Montgomery. They knew what was coming. And David Montgomery was ready for that challenge, bro. Ready for that challenge. Ran for very tough yards out there. Two touchdowns in the ball game. He was able to handle that workload that they put on him. With Khalil Herbert coming back, as I mentioned earlier, this might be the last time this season that, that David Montgomery has that type of workload on him. But i tell you one thing, brother. 32 went out there when his team needed him, and he got the fucking job done. I'll tell you, I love that pass from Justin Fields to Montgomery in that flat. Good pass for a touchdown by Justin Fields, but even better run in by David Montgomery. So I love the guy, David Montgomery. Defense, what say you? Defense goes to Kyle Gordon. I 
thought he played exceptionally well in this game, Perez. You already talked about him earlier, about the things he's done well. I just want to see him keep it up. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Gordon, bro, man, returning back to the starting lineup, that was huge for us. What a great return from him. He did his thing out there. And we know that he struggled earlier in the season, but all we see from him is just improvement every time he's been out there on the field. So, hey, well-deserved for Kyler Gordon. He went out there and balled out, man. Damn, he balled out. <laughs> yes, sir. Just want to see him continue it. Mine's going to my boy Jalen Johnson. JJ. Okay, okay. I thought he had his best game of the season. I just on the preview show challenged Jalen Johnson. And I said, hey, you're supposed to be that guy. We need to see it every week. There's been some up and down from Jalen this season. Like I said, he's been injured here and there. You know, the pass rush hasn't been there. There's been a lot of things that have gone into why the season's been a little rocky for him. But I'll tell you one thing, brother. Being able to keep A.J. Brown in check for most of the afternoon, the pass breakups that he had, those battles over there, as I mentioned, in key situations. When he prevented that touchdown on that second and 17, when they had to go ahead and get that field goal. Right. Big time plays. And I was very disappointed when he had to leave that game with the injury because, like that, like I said, man, that was an epic battle. Jalen Johnson, my defensive game bar recipient for week 15, A dub. He battled out there, Perez. That is no lie there, man. And I just hope that he continue to battle out battle against some of these tough uh, receivers because he showed us what he's able to do. What you want to see, right? You asked for it. He did deliver. All right, who's your underperformer for week 15? My underperformer for week 15, go to Leatherwood. I thought Leatherwood came out there, Perez. He did not do a good job. I mean, it was like we talked about earlier some of the issues he had out there with Reddick, but he did not do a great job. And I just hope that Leatherwood can look at the film, fire up the tape, and see what he can do better. When he gets his next opportunity, hope he does well. But in this particular game, didn't do so well at all. Yeah, I don't want to give up on him early because I know like a lot right. of fans are already like, oh man, the, the experiment is over. No, it was just right. You know, he showed you some things the first game that he went out there in them 10 reps. Yep. This game, it was not pretty. <laughs> Kick him in the guard, see what he can do there. You know what I mean? That's all. Awesome. It was, it was a, definitely a different story for him in this matchup. Like I said, he allowed two of those six sacks. He got blown by many times, as you mentioned, when Reddick was fucking just MB, but it wasn't just him. Wasn't we were him. awful in pass protection, but I got to give him a little props, even though it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like one of those participation awards that they give out to these kids for doing nothing every day. But I, I don't get started on that. <laughs> when he recovered that offensive fumble, man, he saved that drive. I, I got to give him some credit okay. for that. All right, I got to give right. him some credit for that. <laughs> I, he gets his participation award for me from that one. But other than that, Adub, absolutely correct. He definitely underperformed, and I did not like it. Yeah. But to your point, Perez, I do want to see him get another opportunity. Yeah, I think he deserves it. Now, yeah. low-hanging fruit for me would be to give this to Vellis Jones, but I'm not. <laughs> Vellis, you know what you need to do. You need to fucking learn ball security. They need to fucking hire Charles Peanut Tillman to follow this motherfucker around so he know what the hell he needs to do. So I'm not giving it to you, Vellis, but you know what you need to do. Right. I'm not giving it to Cairo, even though he keeps missing point after touchdowns. I get it. <laughs> Cairo, you were jinxed. This is not your fault. This is not a <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Cairo. Yeah, see, exactly, exactly. That was the curse of A-Dub. So, I'm giving my underperformance to Cody Whitehair. He just didn't show up to play. You're the veteran of this fucking offensive line, Cody. How did you not show up for this matchup? 
He was the worst fucking offensive lineman on the field. And that says yeah. a lot when you got fucking Sam Mustafer on the same offensive line with you. It's unacceptable, bro. He gave up three fucking sacks. It's Javon Hargrave embarrassed you, Cody Whitehair. And it was it's embarrassing tough. to watch it. When I rewatched that shit and I watched the film on that game, I'm like, boy, he got taken to the woodshed. My <laughs> God, that was awful. Just, it, was. It, was, it was pathetic. It was fucking pathetic. For a guy that makes the type of money that he makes, and that's the way you perform for your quarterback, you got Kyle Long sitting up here talking about how he wishes he was healthy enough that he could have blocked for a guy like Justin Fields. How come you don't have that same type of energy? You should be ready to fucking do whatever you got to do to protect number one. When Justin Fields took a hit when the referee didn't throw the flag, right? Justin Fields already down the floor. Oh, don't get me even started on that shit. Justin Fields don't even get any goddamn penalties. This fucking officiating crew, they always do that shit. Whether any quarterback that's an athletic quarterback, they are fucking very uh, slow to give them penalties. Meanwhile, if it's a quarterback that's a pocket passer like Rodgers or fucking Brady or one of those fucks, they get the penalty every situation they get. Running quarterbacks, the NFL does not officiate them fairly. That needs to change. Go ahead, AWC. That was another thing that was <laughs> pissing me off later. That I agree I'm, with. I, I am sick of this shit. I'm sick of Justin Fields getting the hit late. Yeah, he definitely got hit late. And I totally agree with everything you just shared right there, Perez. But on the other side of it, you look at your offensive line and say, hey, why you all just sit back and do nothing? Do something. I want to mind you all pushing one of those Eagle players and saying, hey, get up off my quarterback. I want not mind you all getting upset. Justin Fields the one who was upset. And nobody else got upset on that play for us. So you look at a Cody White here. I'm like, where are you at, man? This is your quarterback. You protect him at all times. To press point, you are the leader on the offensive line. Where are you at now? This is the time you're really supposed to be showing up when stuff like that happens. No, he's too busy picking himself off the ground because ja Javon Hargrave driving him back 15 yards <laughs> off the goddamn line of scrimmage. Right. What a fucking <laughs> awful performance. And to your point, AW, you're right. You're supposed to sit there and make sure that your quarterback is good. But guess what? The only dog on that fucking offensive line was injured. He was in the hospital. Right. That's who wouldn't have let, let that shit happen. Tevin Jenkins don't play that shit. Right. You got too many nice guys on this fucking offensive line. I'm sorry. Get rid of everybody on that offensive line. Tevin Jenkins, he should be the only one coming back. If, if, if they don't fucking have that type of fucking energy that your quarterback does not get touched, that you don't deserve to be an offensive lineman on this fucking team going forward. That's for all of them. That's unacceptable. So thank you for bringing up that point, A-Dub, because that shit pissed me off when I saw that. How does this shit continue to happen to Justin Fields? Continue to happen to him. They don't call the flag. He don't get flags. Right. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. The NFL, they got to do better. The officiated NFL has been awful. Absolutely. And they need to call it both ways. If you're trying to keep protect the quarterback, then you protect all the quarterbacks, not just one type of quarterback over another. You protect all of them. You got to get me fucking fired up before we get this goddamn show. I love it, man. I'm about to go to the gym after this week 16, and we got a matchup here against the Buffalo Bills coming up here on Saturday. A Dub, I'm excited for this one, just like I was excited for the matchup against Jalen Hurts, because we know Justin Fields wants to smoke. We know Josh Allen and that high-powered Bills offense, they're going to be ready to go. Allen's coming off of a signature performance win just from this weekend. So you know they're going to be ready. The Buffalo Bills are playing for something. Yep. But guess what? 
So are we. We may not be in the playoff hunt. We may not be in contention. But you playing for the city of Chicago. You playing for that C on that damn helmet. You're playing for the people that are scrounging up money to buy tickets to go to these games. And I love the fact that there's been players on this team that realize and recognize who they're doing this shit for. And they're going out there and fucking performing and getting it done. And you got other guys that A-Dub and I have talked about that are underperforming in this ball game. Hopefully they find their courage. And on Saturday, they go out there and show us that, hey, we want to be a part of this football team going forward. Because right now, this is an audition for 2023. Right. Who's going to step up to the challenge? And that's what it's about right there, Prince. Audience, we appreciate your continued support of the platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're going to talk to you guys before that Bills showdown on Saturday. Have a great time. Yes, sir. Well, we out for now. Talk to you all soon.